I mean, we had other partners and different ventures, but it wasn't like our primary source of income. And we struggled with that for a long time because it's, do you give up some of that? Do you give up equity, do all these things? And then I think with this last go around, we finally just got to the realization that we are both creatives and there is not an operational bone. I mean, I have like a quarter of one and you have not. (laughs) For us to continue to try and do this thing, (laughs) it's just not going to be possible without like an operational mind that we haven't got and there's just other things that we are not that great at because we we have a lot of differences but we have a lot of similarities as well so i think we're finally starting to get smarter and understand okay we really need to bring in people and i mean it's just it's happened like god has blessed us with exactly the right people at the right time this this time around yeah and i'm feeling really bullish about where we're headed so it seemed like a really it wasn't a should we or shouldn't we it was a when can we kind of Join us in Mixing Business with Pleasure, a podcast about loving your work and working with your love. Your hosts, Mike and Gabby, are entrepreneurs who have found their passion in both their personal and professional relationship. The pair who swore never to work with each other are now working happily together side by side in love, life, and business. Tune in each week as we feature co-founders who are also lovers and are proving that business and pleasure really do mix well together. All right, you're about to jump into part two of our amazing conversation with Mikolai and Allison Bedore of Closers Media. If you haven't listened to part one yet, I highly recommend you do that first. You don't necessarily have to listen to them sequentially, but in part one, you get to hear a lot more of the origin story and how these two amazing couplepreneurs got to where they are and what they learned along the way. And with that, enjoy. So let me ask you guys something. I've, I've got a burning, burning question. It sounds like pretty much every business you've had at this point, you it's been the two of you and then you've brought in partners or you partnered with somebody on that business. Selfishly, tell us, but then everybody else that's going to be listening, how does that work? Because, uh, you know, Gabby and I have talked about this quite a bit and like we're not ready to bring on a partner for our business and who knows what will happen with other stuff we're working on. But I feel like that's a, that's a tough decision for a husband and wife, you know, owners to decide to do, to bring in somebody else sort of from outside the family, if you will. How have you guys tackled that or how have you looked at that? So this one, we didn't do this. I mean, we had other partners in different ventures, but it wasn't like our primary source of income. And we struggled with that for a long time because it's, do you give up, some of that, do you give up equity, do all these things. And then I think with this last go around, we finally just got to the realization that we are both creatives and there is not an operational bone. I mean, I have like a quarter of one and you have not. (laughs) For us to continue to try and do this thing, (laughs) it's just not gonna be possible without like an operational mind that we haven't got and there's just other things that we are not that great at because we we have a lot of differences but we have a lot of similarities as well so i think we're finally starting to get smarter and understand okay we really need to bring in people and i mean it's just it's happened like god has blessed us with exactly the right people at the right time this this time around yeah and i'm feeling really bullish about where we're headed so it seemed like a really it wasn't a should we or shouldn't we it was a when can we kind of 
know this go around. And are you guys still majority owners at this yeah. point of your? Yeah. Well, yeah. And we just had a funny thing. We just had a kind of a vesting conversation yesterday and because of what this team has built in the amount of time since February to now, you guys, I cannot wait to launch other stuff. Like it's, it's been so hard for me to keep it quiet because I'm not one of those people that do. Um, it's yeah, because of secrets. Yeah. Terrible birthdays. Like don't, birthday. <laughs> um, don't tell me what you guys get each other for Christmas or you're, tell you. um, but <laughs> this, I hate surprises. I'm like, just tell me I need to know. Yeah. I'm the same way. I don't like them either. That's funny. I don't like them either. It's weird as an entrepreneur. Cause it's like, you know, so I give them a lot of surprises. surprises are all oh, it's probably because yeah. yeah. you get enough surprises in your everyday life, right? <laughs> Mike, what I tell you about and your listeners uh, about partners is this, because from some really you probably guys, guys and gals that we, we both know much better businessmen and women than I am. We're giving me giving us advice to say whatever you do with this business in particular, because we there was a group that was going to acquire closing media at the end of last year. And, and we and then when COVID hit, we're like, God, we should have taken it. But because of the, the team said, no, no. What I look at this is, is this, I mean, like venomously, like do not bring on a partner, even the, the group that's going to buy, like, they're like, do you have any, any other partners? It was a very, you know, like it was a big deal. Like, like you shouldn't do it. And they told us over and over, don't bring a partner and don't and bring a partner heard on. from very, very oh. successful parents or grandparents that have run companies, even with business, with their brothers and sisters, like big, huge companies that have said the, the biggest regret I have is doing it with my brother, with my family. You know, we, we don't take this lightly because we've heard that from, from several people, but we've also done it without, without partners. So yeah, no, 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 no. This is, this is the same. We're, we're getting the same point is what I will tell anyone about a partner. Okay. Is that when I wasn't looking for my wife, when I met my wife, but when I met her, I was like, done. I can't do, the, I can't do my life at this point now that I know she exists anymore. Right. I am all in. She's who I want to spend every single day with. And by day I'm talking kids. We are, we like, we sit like this most of the days at the table. Um, you know, I would, I, I look at it as, and I'm not looking to marry Gary anytime soon. I don't think Joanna would, would, would appreciate that, but I, I look at him as, as that same exact way, right? Like I got to know Gario. We've explained what we're, our vision of, of what we think 2.0 is going to be and how this pairs up with coffee and closers. He took all that stuff and put together kind of a formula of like, here's exactly how we're going to get there. Point by point by point. Here's the stuff. Here's the stuff. And I was like, I told her, I'm like, it, as far as a partner goes, this is as close to like, finding the right person, you know, in the world of all this noise. It's a little bit of a, for better, for worse kind of scenario. You're right. <laughs> and, and I tell you, it's the best, marrying her, best decision I ever made in business. Uh, one of the best decisions I think we've ever made is bringing on Gario as a partner. But I will tell you that that to me is one in a million, you know, and, and, and we've been, we were advised against it. And as soon as it started to take, people were like, you were right. He's perfect for you guys. And it's a perfect business marriage, if you will. So I'd be skeptical. I would, I would, I would qualify, not, but. And, and even just dealing with other past experiences, I think do not, do not take it lightly. And maybe even, you know, depending on what it is, like some of our other experiences, it should be something that's more, if you have a, a few partners and you're going in on something and it seems fun and like a good time, make sure that it's something that doesn't feed your family <laughs> versus. You know, and if it is your primary income, then yes, be very yeah, if it is, diligent you bet, and very sure. You better write that ops agreement like a prenup because, you know, 
that's how it's going to end up at some point. I hate to say it, but like it just does. And so, you know, having that experience and with Gario, you know, there was some legal conversations, yeah. not going to lie, but we both, we all approached it. This is like another thousand reasons why I love Gario is we had our attorneys get together and they, they were duking it out. We told them what we wanted. And then we, we, we came to an agreement that was beautiful. And that's how we started. Do you know what I mean? We started in what could have been a really, you know, really. But there were tensions. It was interesting. It was actually more of our lawyers going against each other. But <laughs> there were tensions, but it was good because then we also saw how, how each other handles conflict. Yep. He never broke, from the start. Because that, you know. He never raised a voice or broke a sweat or anything like that. And I thought, this is, this is the ice, you know. We can be all fiery over here, but this is our ice, man. You know what I mean? Like he. And sure enough, I mean, what we've accomplished since we, since we partnered up together, I, in my wildest dreams, how about that? In my wildest dreams, I, I, I'm more bullish on this project than anything that we've ever done in the past. That is amazing. I love everything that you guys have said. You've given us and our listeners a ton of value right now just by your experience. And I think that, you know, I think that it's a, it's a delicate conversation to have when you're married to your business partner, you know, because I know with me and Mike, and I think it's, it's obvious between you two, and I think some of our, all of our past guests so far is that your spouse is not only your spouse, they're your business partner, they're your best friend, they're your confidant, they're your cheerleader, they're your, your, your whatever, you know, everything. And I know I can tell Mike anything and he can tell me anything and we can talk about everything in between when it, when it comes to our business, our family, our life, when you have to think about what's best for your company and what's best for the stakeholders in your company and what's best for your clients and your future clients, sometimes that means taking you and your spouse out, not necessarily out of the equation, but thinking about what needs to be added to that equation. And that's a really tough conversation, I think, for entrepreneurs that are that are married, because then it's the question of, well, aren't we enough? Don't we have enough skills? You do this, I do that. This is how we built the company. Why are we going to bring somebody? Why are we going to bring like a third wheel, you know, into this equation? And I think that you've what you've shared with us, what you're hinting at, what you're getting at, is that by taking this this calculated risk, bringing on a partner focusing really on the strengths that each of you bring to the table and bringing somebody that's that's a true partner that can add the value that to the equation that you guys don't have i think that's a really 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 bold move and it's also a really smart business idea and i think it's it's a lesson that a lot of a lot of couples out there can learn from and take from so kudos to you guys that i i want to hammer home though because i i about the, the partner things, I, I actually have never thought of it that way, Gabby. Like that, that's a really, we're just risk takers, I think. But we also have had five or four or five, I can't even keep track, but like we've had experiences thus far though that taught us this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like someone's listening to them going, that sounds like Narnia. I should get a partner. Or it sounds like it, no, everyone, they got, they got lucky that one time. Both of those are terrible you know, that's a terrible way to land. And, and, and if you, if your mind landed there either side, then fooey on me. Like I, I brought you there and I apologize. It it's, we've, we've had enough failure to know what success feels like. Does that make sense? We've had so much more failure than we've had success. So right now sitting here telling you, this is going to, this is going to start a fire. Like this is, we're so confident. We're so excited. 
but it's because we've had so many misses. And we've had enough partners, or to go along with your analogy, we've dated enough <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people to, to know the qualities that we, you know, desperately need. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, well, and if people don't have those experiences as their first time out of the gate, then, then really take a lot of time to, to calculate and take a, put your little map or your little you know, selection criteria together and have those hard conversations. Remove your friendship or however you know them. Yeah. Give them the selection criteria, like a job description. Does this job description sound like you? No or yes. Two other things. Be very careful about hiring your friends because they're your friends and they're accessible and they need help or whatever that may be. Just make sure that they're the right person, not the convenient person. Yeah. The second one would be if you're not sure or you're, they feel like a good fit, but you just have some hesitations, you can always hire people for a period of time to do, because a lot of people are saying, you don't need operations. You can pay for that. You can hire it out. Yes, we could have. We can hire out Dario's services, you know, but it just got to a point where we knew that we needed him as a part of the company. But if you're unsure of that, just know that if you lack operational help, that's something that you don't have to give up a part of your company for. Yeah. Right. Right. It's just difference if they're bought in or not. And that was, that was our selection criteria is at the end of that, of all these skill sets, which Dario had, you know, we could have hired him just to do those things or hire someone else like an outfit, but it was, this is a mission-based company. We are, you know, blah, 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 passion, whatever. And we need them to be bought in. And we have an amazing team right now. They are so incredible. And a lot of them are more bought in than they should because they have their own businesses too. Do you know what I mean? Um, so we're very blessed to have those folks. I don't want to discount Kate and Ellen, yeah. and, you know, Kate and Jen. Instrumental. But we needed whoever this person was because it's such a bone that we don't have, the ops as creatives, that we need this person to be bought in. And we talked to Gary about it and that that's what would, you know, becoming a partner and an equity owner is what would have uh, allowed him to be bought in. And so we, we, that was, that was the choice we made. So I just want people to hear that, like, it's not a one size fits all, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I thank you guys for adding that additional piece in there because you're right. It, it really depends on the company. It depends on, on, on the couple themselves and the business and what's most needed. And it's, you know, to your point, Allison, it's not a decision that you can just take lightly. It's something that has to come from, first of all, from experience and, and oftentimes from failure. And I think, again, that's another huge lesson that has been a thread throughout the conversation is you guys have failed. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just factual. There have been things that have not gone the way that you expected or or maybe didn't have an expectation and they just sort of went the way that they were supposed to, but you've learned from those failures, you've learned from those, those things, and then you're able to build upon that success, which again, I think is also another huge entrepre entrepreneurial lesson it, to not be afraid of, of failing because from your failures, that's where, that's where education comes, that's where learnings come, that's where growth is really, is born out of that. So th those are some really, really beautiful and amazing lessons that you've shared. I want to take a, just a little bit of time. We've talked a lot about the business and this is mixing business with pleasure podcast. So I want to talk a little bit more about you guys as a couple, your family life, the idea of work-life balance. Mikolai, you talked a little bit about that earlier on. You said that, you know, in, in corporate land, you were just not having 
that kind of lifestyle that you wanted for your family. You were, you were a young family at that point. And I want to, I want to share something with our listeners because I think this is incredible. Mikolai, you wrote to me, you said, there is nobody and nobody in all caps. I would trust more than her, her being Allison. She is the smartest, most creative, driven, amazing human being I have ever known. Her being my wife is her side gig. So <laughs> uh, well, thank you. I didn't know you wrote that. <laughs> it's true. Now, for our listeners who may not see the video or the video is not ready, Mikola, your face just turned bright red. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I cry a lot. <laughs> you name it. Thank you for sharing that and being and, and putting that out there because I think that sometimes as entrepreneurs, especially cu- couples that work together, we can take each other for granted, right? We can sometimes be all business and forget that there's love. And so, Allison, I want to ask you a question. What is something that Mikolai does that shows you that he puts your relationship before everything else? Hmm. <clears throat> she may say nothing right now, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. Uh, Well, making comments like that, for starters, he's always, I I can't tell you how many people I have come up to me either after events or things that say, (coughs) that say, wow, wow, Mikolai really loves you. Like the way he talks about you and he puts you up on a pedestal. And I think that, that to me, hearing it from a third party person means more than anything because he's out you know, mingling or, or networking or doing what he needs to do with the fact that they're, they're talking about that and then talking about me is, it's, a, it's amazing. It's inspiring and humbling. And I respect you very much for that. I love that. Mike, what, what questions do you have around family? And I don't want to, I, I am accused all the time. I am accused all the time of hogging the airwaves. Now, my name is Gabby, and I do live up to that. And I've heard that ever since I was in middle school, so I'm going to own it. I I tend to forget sometimes that Mike, and because he's in the other room and we're not sharing Mike. So, Mike, I want you to be able to step in here and ask some questions as well. Actually, I'm going to pull something from from what you wrote in the intake form as well, Michael. So you said you have a, a, and this one shouldn't be embarrassing by any means, you have a balance-free, balanced life. Like uh, I'm pretty sure that was the quote. I don't have it up in front of me. Right <laughs> so t- t- talk, talk to us. Talk to everybody a little bit about that, because you know we we know that you're doing a, a bunch of different things. You've done a lot of different things. I mean, business. And you have two kids. And you have two children. So um, let me add a little complication to that because right now, well, and they they just started the summer program. Before that, with COVID. They were home all the time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's been a little different since our son was born. I've been home with him more that with my son and my daughter than initially when I was born, I was in working in a corporation. Yeah. But so for the summer program, they've been home on Wednesdays and Fridays. So we've been kind of trying to cram things and juggle things. And then during the COVID experience, you know, daddy would have to try and sneak from his office to the bathroom. And in between that, you'd have two kids running after him going, daddy, daddy, daddy. Oh, yeah. Especially my son, which he's kind of flipped flipped on that now. Now it's mommy, mommy. But, you know, because during the COVID, uh, he was at that that 
yeah, so it was, it's been unbalanced. Balance means at the core of our being, you know, we put our family and our marriage and God, you know, all those things bundled first, right? But the business is an addiction to me and it is something I really enjoy. Now, I was, I was like, talking to, oh, I was talking to, you guys know Brian Ingram? He does Hope Breakfast Bar and he's a big restaurant here around town. But anyway, um, actually, he and his wife would be. You should get Perfect. them on. Oh, okay. oh, I'll make the intro. They're phenomenal. They're fantastic. But he said something that I thought was extremely interesting. I'd had my 20-year class reunion a couple years ago, or I don't know what it was, but I sat down with Brian, and he talked about, he just went to his, I think, and people were asking what his, about his hobbies, and he's listening to all these people and hobbies, and Brian said, you know, right in that moment, I, I realized my work is my hobby, you know? I think Gary Vee says something like that, but like, your work is your hobby, and I think that's where the unbalanced bit comes in is that there is never a, I don't care where I'm at. If I get a ping from an email or I get whatever, I'm checking it. You know, there's a Slack thing, I'm checking it. And I wish I could stop. And, and it's, it's not what, what you think. It's not like, oh, he needs to, it's just, I enjoy what the team's working on. Some of these guys are working on the weekends. That's totally up to them. But it's that pure joy, do you know what I mean? And sometimes the un, that unbalanced bit, which is work, kind of gets in the way of the balanced part. And so that's what I meant by that, where it's like, it's not perfect. Well, and vice versa, you know, every now and then you have to take a little time and hang out with the kids if they're there or give some tickles and stuff and then go back to work. But this new thing that we're doing, or like this new, the whole wiping <laughs> of and building back up, we've all decided we're building a virtual and a virtual only kind of thing so that we can live and work where we want. That's very important to us. She's lived a bunch of places. I've lived a bunch of places and we just want to be able to do our work wherever we're at the time. I will say when we started BBG, yeah. the whole point of it was so that we could live remotely from wherever we wanted to be and take vacation when we wanted to take it and bring, we just had our daughter at the time, bring her all over. And then because we didn't really know how to control it and it was all sort of new at the time and we were building everything ourselves, it was actually the opposite. Yeah. We worked days and then we put her to bed and then we worked nights and then we never took vacations yeah. and we were our own worst bosses. So hopefully we're, we're getting smarter this go around and we're trying to, to create more of the guidelines of at least like at nights we're playing with the kids, you know, every now and then we'll have to get something done after they go to bed, but we really try not to, if at all possible. Yeah. So <laughs> we're, we're very much in the, in the same boat. Gabby's probably going to tell you the exact same thing. Yeah, we, we wanted very much to be, a, we, our reason for being remote had a lot to do with our daughter's medical needs. Now she is turning five in August. So thankfully she's, she's you know, getting further and further away from some of those early infant challenges that she had. But one of the things that we did when well, it was 2019, so November, 2019, right before COVID, we traveled to Brazil. The three, so Mike, myself, our daughter Lana, and and actually my mother and my brother also were there with us. My mother's originally from Brazil, and we were visiting my grandmother, who unfortunately is her health has de is, is declining, and so we we knew we had to visit her. But we had to work. We had a business to run, and that was the second time we traveled to Brazil with our daughter while we had started our company. And the first time around was just a shit show. And I can say that because it's an adult conversation. We can say shit show. It was, that's another four letter word. That, it was a shit show. 
the second time around, we actually, we found a rhythm. We found a good job and it definitely helped to that. Um, my mom was there because she was able to help out with our daughter. Um, well, we rented a separate apartment. And we rented a separate Airbnb. So we had our own little space and, and that was good. And But absolutely, I mean, hopefully once we get through this COVID-19 situation and, and it's safe to travel again, that's a huge thing for us is we want to be able to have those experiences with our kids and take them and let them see the world and, and experience the world. So that's, that's huge for us as well. We're going to have to pick your brains on that topic. And think. Oh yeah. Anytime, anytime. Um, in, March, in March we had, sorry. We had, oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. We had Ireland. Now granted we subbed a couple of these out. We had, but imagine one month and we hadn't taken a vacation. We've been hustling for so long. We're like, taking a vacation. Well, we had our son. So you. Yeah. And our son, as you know, has some health, which we, we discovered. <laughs> how severe over Christmas, I think it was, week in 2019. Yeah, that was the one. Start of week 2019, he had his first kind of episode, and then we had another one in December, and we had already booked this uh, trip, the Ireland and Scotland thing. And honestly, when we booked it, he was like a little little football. You know what I mean? It was like, then all of a sudden, he got started walking and running, and when he started walking and running, he started slapping and grabbing. Like, we took him to a restaurant, he grabbed this guy's fries off his table. <laughs> <laughs> and then ran to the women's bathroom all in like 30 seconds we're like okay we're like canceling that trip yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in ireland and some scottish dude, or sorry in scotland some scottish dude punches him you know like you know um william Wallace is from there you know you know those guys are so um we, we had to pull it on that one and then so we, we scheduled jamaica with just her and i and then we had whitefish montana so all those trips oof. yeah <laughs> i know i know it's a it's a huge bummer well, let's talk a little bit, and then I think we're probably going to wrap it up because we know you guys got to go back to your day, but I want to talk a little bit about, you know, we talked about this idea of balance and, and working together and kids, and so through this pandemic, everybody's had to have their kids home, and now your kids are at a program, which is great because I feel like we don't have, as parents with kids that are home all the time, it's like, I don't have the opportunity to miss you. You're always around. Go away, right? You know? How have you guys been able to balance your life as entrepreneurs with kids, with two kids? And you, you have a daughter that is six and a son that's two. So there's a little bit of a, of a difference between them. What do they know about your life? What do they know about business? What are some, some of the things that they have picked up from you being that you guys work from home? Mm. Oh boy. Well, other than daddy brainwashing her, our daughter into becoming an entrepreneur. <laughs> well. I don't know. I, I, uh, I hope, I, I think it's, it's some positive, hopefully more positive to come. And I think there's always some negative. So right now I am, I am making it a point to try and be home with the kids more. So I've been home with our daughter on Fridays since she was born. Right now we're home on Wednesdays and Fridays, but it's tough. There's a lot of nap times where I say, sorry, Isla, you know, you need to read a book or maybe you can watch Dino Trucks for two seconds because I need to work or a little bit while Monroe's sleeping. So there's times where she's like, oh, you know, you need to work again. And then there's times when she loves it. She can watch Dino Trucks. But I, I think, I don't know. I, I think that there's going to be a lot of positives that come from it eventually because she's learning things as we are and she's hearing a lot of conversations that a lot of families just don't have about opportunities 
um, about ways to be able to be self-supporting in this world and do what you love and not what you feel like you have to pick a track, you know, that you can do something and fail at it and then take what you've learned and do something else. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, especially for BBG, and I, I can't, I'm not bringing these back to the dark days, but like, that's when we were really hustling. Like we really, we, things were going well on, you know, on one side and then they were completely unbalanced on the other. And, and I, I really struggled with like how much I was working and they were seeing me, but not seeing me. And I, if I was there, I was like, ah, my phone or something. So I really struggled. I really struggled with like, how is that going to affect her long-term? Cause he was too young. And so it reminded me like, they don't really remember anything. Like they're like, what do you remember when you're four or five or three? You know what I mean? And I was like, Oh, okay. And, and so now that we're here and have more balance in our lives, it's been a conscious choice. Do I still work later than, than she does? I do. Right. I do. But when it's done, it's done. You know, do I check my phone here and there? Yes, I do. So I'm not out of the woods completely, but it's better than it ever was before. And now because she's six, like now she's starting to really pay attention. She's watching how does daddy interact with other people? How does he interact with mommy? So on and so forth. And that potentially might carve out to be the man she marries or whatever, you know? So you got to be conscious of that for me, but you know, they see us working they see us working. Like, like when they're home on Wednesdays, daddy's in the office coming then I play around with them. And my goal is, they see this, unlike those, those hollow eyes I told, told you about in corporate is they see people that can make fire with their hands. Do you know what I mean? So I was always talked about sales or entrepreneurship is you can make, you don't need to depend on anybody else. You too can make fire with your hands. And they've seen to their parents be able to support our family. And I don't think they appreciate it yet, but right. never remember <laughs> a concept later, like, Hey, you know, this is a great place. We live, we have great neighbors. We, we don't really worry about, you know, being, having to pay, you know, where, where money's going to come from. So it's, it's, we work really hard and we're able to do that t- together. And I hope that's what she takes away. And that's kind of why I'm brainwashing her a little bit is, yeah. you know, you could sell your toys and make some money. You could yeah. Yeah. do whatever and make some money. And that's entrepreneurship, you know? So there's a, there's this, I was listening to some podcasts and there's a, there's this thing called, and I haven't dug, dug into it enough, but it's called like my first sale. Have you heard of it? No. no. So it's oh, this, this like, whole. We're we're thinking of doing this with Lana with our daughter. She's she's gonna be five, so it's maybe maybe next year. I don't know. It's maybe a little too soon, but so it's this whole like community and it's built around kids like selling stuff, but they don't sell it like on Etsy. It's like a whole community, so it's safe and and they they do like these. You, they record videos and there people come in and do like classes. And it's for kids between like five and thirteen, I think, or something. I heard about it on this podcast. It sounds really awesome. I I full transparency have not looked into it enough. Gabby, maybe you have now because I said I, I looked at it. Yeah. I mean, there's kids that, you know, make paintings or drawings or, you know, like they sell like pet rocks or whatever, sell, but they, they, they make like a bunch brace, of money because you know, people friendship are bracelets and, you know, friends that you can share it with your friends and family and then they can buy. And it, it, it kind of teaches your kids at an early age in a controlled online forum how to how to manage you know these very adult concepts of selling and marketing and making something supply demand and you know I think about my childhood I grew up part of my childhood I grew up in Montreal and there was all these kids in our neighborhood and I I think I I must have been I I think you know you said this Michael like oh and entrepreneurs have this DNA thing I think it's 100% true I think it's part of who we are as we grew up. And I remember one of the little girls in the neighborhood wanted to do an, a lemonade stand. And I thought, oh yeah, that's great. I But I didn't want to do a lemonade stand. So I did this like 
I don't know, garage sale or something. And I, and I just, I would sell toys or things that I didn't want or that my brother didn't want or that kids in the neighborhood didn't want anymore. And they would give to me and then I would sell it. And, and then it was like, I don't know. It's just, it's this fun thing that kids do. And I think that as, as kids of entrepreneurs or kids that have this entrepreneurial spirit about them, I think it's so important to nurture that and to and to teach them at a young age all these important concepts. So our daughter, our daughter desperately wants to do a lemonade stand, but combined with a a bug stand. Oh, okay. She loves bugs. And you'll send her outside. She will find a toad within 30 seconds. Wow. Okay. So she's like a little entomologist or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> takers for that one yeah toads maybe not <laughs> <laughs> then you're like wait do i really want some aid like well that that would be a very valuable lesson to learn <laughs> don't start two different businesses at the same time <laughs> I, I was gonna go with product market fit but you know yeah. the, both of them are good ones <laughs> <laughs> well Thank you guys so much for joining us. I think we've learned so, so, so much about your businesses and everything that you've done and the learnings and, and the value that you, you bring to one another and to your company and to your stakeholders. It's been wonderful to see you guys work with each other and, and to, in the context of the podcast and how you guys have shared and grown and shared your story. Typically we ask the question, one of the questions at the end of the podcast is, what's the what's a what's a, a big project that you guys are working on right now either in your personal or in your professional world and so I know you talked a little bit about some things happening with closers media and bbg is there anything on the personal side that you guys are really looking forward to or working on right now so as far as pers personal things we're working on i mean Right now, I, you know, I'll just, well, you think I'll take it is <laughs> personally, I'm working on being chill. I'm working on being balanced in the moment, present with my children to be the best father I can be Yeah. because they don't care about all the stuff. If we're in, if we're on podcast or in newspaper or public, they don't care. And that'll, they never will care. You, you know, you heard about the Garth Brooks story, right? His, did you hear this? Is, uh, and it's good for entrepreneurs to remember this because I think a lot of us, I know I'm guilty of getting stuck in our own head about like what we've accomplished and how we're not cool to anybody, but should be to ourselves. Outside of that, people care about themselves. They're not worried about how cool, you, you know what I mean? Most entrepreneurs, including myself, think we are. Garth Brooks has his daughter. She got into fifth grade. This was after he took that 10 year hiatus and he's talked about getting back into music. It's 10 years, mind you. And she's, Wait. no, sorry, she's in fifth grade. So I don't know how old you are in fifth grade, but some, kid brought it like a phone or something and said, is your dad is Garth Brooks? Like this Garth Brooks? And she's like, well, that's my dad. They had no idea that he played music. Well, he probably played the guitar in the house, but they had no idea that he was Garth Brooks. Right, right, right. It was so cool. Like, huh. and, I, and, and I heard that story and I'm like, you know what? Not that any of us are Garth Brooks, so I don't want to even compare, but like, we get our own heads about how excited we are for our projects that we're going to launch and all the stuff we're going to do. Like, I want to be focused on the right here, right now with her and with my kids. That's what I'm working on. You know? That's brilliant. I love that. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard to be with so many things going on in your mind, especially when you're working from home, 
and you're married to your spouse and your kids are there and your laundry's sitting beside you. And, you know, like, <laughs> or right over there, actually. <laughs> actually, it is right over there. <laughs> it's, it's hard to focus on one thing when there's, there's so many to-dos in your brain. So I think that's the big thing is when I'm with my kids, really trying to focus on my kids and saying that email can wait, that thing can wait. And then making sure that I'm carving out enough time. And for me, it was honestly, it was making sure that the kids are in a good place like back in the summer program for a few days a week where I can have that time to be able to do the things that I need to do without I mean it was impossible for a while they're trying to get anything done and run a company when you're kids all day long and then you know having them to move out there so I think being present being focused and being able to focus on what you need to focus on either your work or your kids or the in-betweens all right, we've talked a little bit about this, but we like to kind of kind of bring it all to, to, to this final point, is what is the one thing or quality that each of you bring to your businesses that you could not do without? Well, yours, yours is easy because you've always done it. First of all, it's like, it's a sense of excitement. I think just like being around you, you get so, I mean, I think it's the Italian thing where when you're, you're pissed you're pissed and when you're <laughs> you're sensitive like you're, if you watch a really good movie you're gonna cry you know like you wear your emotions on your sleeve and I think when you're excited you're really excited and it's really contagious and you've always had a way of of drawing people in so even I mean this goes back to our wedding which is <laughs> it was like a three-day like people still talk about it which is weird but we hated going to weddings we were like the last people to get married and yeah, so we, we had all these weddings and it was just like you know, won't be, won't be, won't be. so we just threw a three-day party and on by the way, it, at this old resort in in Okaboji, Iowa, and it was awesome. So like I just bring it all, <laughs> and then you, I don't know, you just you bring it's it's always been e- like if it's always been easy for you to attract a crowd, and I still don't quite totally understand that. But like when you were in a band, you'd throw random shows places, and people would just come because they wanted to be a part of what you were a part of. Hmm. Thank you. That's You're very welcome. sweet. I can't think so. of one thing about you. <laughs> kidding. I just take back everything I said. I think <laughs> what you bring to the team, this is going to be selfish in me and then for the, the rest of the world and the team, is you make me believe. I don't think I could do this. Without, actually, think I don't. there's no way I could do this without you. You know what I mean? After first couple fail, failures, I would have been like, eh, I'm just going to go back to corporate sales because at least I know how to do that. Like you, you, every morning that I get up and I doubt and I – wonder and I I mean you guys I maybe you don't I face this every day I'm like oh should I be doing this it's oh yeah risky and then you just make me believe and I don't know if it's your presence or what you say or whatever but you make me believe that I can do it I you know you give me the confidence that I can I can do it today you know because every not every day but a lot of the days I'm like I don't think I can do it I don't think we can do it again you know and then and then you got me believing and, and so that excitement comes from you it stems from you because it's like I get excited when I believe you know what I mean? But I have to believe first. And so that's what you do for me. But that in a, it coupled with her design skills, I mean, I'm trying to oversell this for the design community. I mean, I know you guys are, you know, so you, you probably know some great designers too, but like, I just, everything she touched, our wedding, if you want to go back there, people were like, <laughs> how much did you spend? And we're like, nothing but time. You know what I mean? Like, what about a but, it's um, funny because this sounds very familiar because we kind of did the same thing. Yeah, I have, I have a graphic design background, and she just loves 
party planning and stuff. So we, we <laughs> yeah. like, 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 we don't want to have a regular wedding. That's lame. Yeah. So Mike designed all of the, the, the invitations and then like the other, you know, paper stuff that came with the wedding, the, the programs and brochures and table numbers and all of that stuff. Yep. Yeah. We still have, we should get together when we can. We right? need to. Yeah. We'll yeah. bring ours. If you bring ours. And then what we should do is we should co-party just the four of us. Right. And you plan one part of the thing and all we'll plan. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of fun is what you meant. I love it. I love it. So, Mikola, your background is Italian. Is that what I heard? Italian and Irish, yep. Italian, okay. Uh, all right. And and Allison, what is your background? I've got the Stoic German, German over here. German. Okay. So, we're going to have a very cool ethnic party because we're going to have the German and Italian, and Mike is Russian. I can do a oh, Russian yeah. accent. And my family, my mom is from Brazil. My dad is from Egypt. So we're going to have a very multinational yes. party over here. It's going to be we'll awesome. We'll just call it the model UN and we'll go yeah. from there. <laughs> yes. Best party ever. Deal. Yavol, <laughs> yavol. All right. All right. Last question. And then we're going to wrap it up. But I think we could easily be on the phone with you guys for another hour or so. What advice would you offer other spouses that are looking to start a business together. I wanted to mention this earlier and I wasn't sure where to fit it in is that make sure that you love what you're doing and make sure that, that you're both passionate about it and, and that you enjoy working together because sometimes you get into a venture and it seems exciting and then you keep doing it because it feels like what you need to do and then you lose interest or passion for what that may be. And then you, you feel like you're locked in or you feel like you need to continue um, down the path that you're on and just make sure that you recognize that and make sure that you really love what you're doing. Because there came a point um, at the end of one of the other businesses where I just looked at you and I said, you don't, you don't love this anymore. And then I, it wasn't really making me love it anymore either. And then we just decided that we needed to take a break and just kind of reevaluate. And yeah. I think that's important. It's just make sure that you really love it and that you enjoy it. And then it will be fun. But if it's not, then it will not be fun. Yeah, I think there's two things that I would say this. I would say make sure that whatever your whatever service, whatever thing, whatever you're doing, or your role, sorry, identify your roles with your spouse as if you were to bring on a partner. Mm -hmm. or as if yeah and you write this thing as like it's an obstacle agreement and you just say here's what i i'm I, i'm gonna do here's what you're gonna do right and and my suggestion would be on that list make sure all those things are stupid easy stupid easy for you like you could do them in your sleep right because it's hard enough to run a business and then it's hard enough to run a business with your spouse if she or he isn't doing the you know because that happens right well, it's like oh we're behind it must be your fault yeah, uh, yes. it, it, you know you just whip that paper out and you go, this is not on my, my job duties, right? And then, and then you can find other people to do those things. But I think love what you do, sure. sure. Okay, I love what you do. But I say, make sure what you do is easy. Because then when it's easy, you end up loving it more. People go and I want, I love fishing. So I'm gonna go sell fishing tackle. You don't understand retail or CPG or like, you don't understand the margins and like, that just because you love fishing doesn't mean you can sell fishing tackle successfully. You know what I mean? Whatever. This, let's say it's graphic design, Mike. It's back of your hand. You love it. It's easy, right? 
and you build that skill set. That's what you do, right? I mean, Gabby, you're 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 put, you're just like me. Like we're putting on events, we're filling you know filling seats. But like that's what we love to do. It's easy for us. We do so that. It comes to you naturally. It comes to you naturally. Not that right, it's, right, it's right. Challenging, but you. There you go. Okay, maybe hard to other people, but for you, it just yeah. happens to be like matrix easy, where you're like, wow, this is this is easy. And then and then you know just to select the industry, the market, the whatever that you're going to do. Because I think people, they, they jump in with their spouse and they go, I love this person. We're in love and it's so fun to be married to you. Let's do a fun business together. And that fun business isn't fun. You know, and then you forgot why you got there. And then... And it leads to other challenges. Yeah. And in your marriage, if, you know, because you're business partners and that then conflict from there, you know, like it's, it's, it's kind of a strange web yeah. to be in. But it also gives you a deeper appreciation for that person. And... Write the job description out. Make sure all those lines are completely you and they come to you naturally, right? Then after that, focus on whatever then business. Then you can toss a coin on who has to write your legal document. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, you don't Get know. a good lawyer. <laughs> Maybe there's a lawyer in the family. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. Like, I think people focus too much on the fun. Kind of like when they get into a partnership, they're like, oh, we're such best friends. We'll never not be best friends. Yeah. Well, I get to you, but <laughs> that's not real life. You know what I mean? Well, guys, thank you so, so much for all the value, all the insight, all the laughs, all the beautiful lessons that you have shared with us today. We've honestly enjoyed this so much. I think that you guys have shared some really, really golden nuggets. We're excited to be able to put this out. Thank you again for joining us on our podcast, Mixing Business with Pleasure. We are excited to see your successes. And we would absolutely, since we're both local here to the Twin Cities, we would absolutely love an opportunity to grab coffee, grab an adult beverage, get to know you guys deeper, share some of those fun things that we have in common. And thank you so much again for all the value that you've brought to us and to the listeners today. Absolutely. It's been our true honor to be on your show. I yes. love what you guys are doing. And I love the fact that you're doing it together. You know, you guys are really, really, you, you guys work really well together. I can just see it. So thank, thank you. you thank you. <laughs> we love talking to couplepreneurs who have built successful businesses. And one of the keys to a successful business is effective marketing. Luckily, Gabby and I run a B2B digital marketing agency called Proofpoint Marketing. Our team specializes in driving profitable revenue for technology and manufacturing companies by diving deep into customer insights. We really strive to understand the customer. We build out the ideal customer profile and personas. And using that, we create highly targeted demand generation and performance marketing campaigns. We are offering a free consultation for our listeners. This isn't just a sales call, and it isn't us simply giving you a canned automated audit report. We are going to do our due diligence prior to the call. The plan is to talk about real marketing issues your organization is facing and discuss potential solutions. Head on over to proofpoint.marketing and get in touch. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mixing Business with Pleasure. We hope you'll join us next week as we feature another pair of co-founders who are also lovers and are proving that business and pleasure really do mix well together. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you.